1: Seventy nine, the last the last one up on YouTube is three seventy two. For everybody listening, it's it's Tuesday, March second, twenty twenty one, at a one eleven p.m. Eastern time. I was suspended for a week on YouTube starting on Saturday for talking about election fraud, which I was unaware is hate speech. But you know, I guess every day you learn something new. But all those episodes are up on Rumble and BitChute, and uh, that is what it is. But how would you introduce yourself, Mr. Cox? Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I said, how about you you introduce yourself?
0: Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Yep, thanks. Um, So my name is Bobby Ann, and um, I'm an attorney, and I, uh, like you, Tommy, have... an online channel, uh, which YouTube, like you, Tommy, is uh, taking down my videos and censoring me as well. So I feel your frustration. Um, But thank you for having me on the show today. It's great. I'm excited to talk
1: to you. Absolutely, and her show is uh, All Things Lawyer. I'll put that link in the description and stick it in the top comment. Definitely go check it out because you definitely talk about things that you can't discuss on YouTube, which for me, it's it's this weird back and forth in my mind because on one hand i mean i truly despise not just government intervention but anyone telling me what to do right just period i mean private catholic high school i wasn't allowed to have hair over my ears, so naturally i had long hair and as soon as i got to college and no one was telling me how i had to have my hair i cut it short and it's been that way for 12 years so it's (laughs) so when i look at you know something like big tech You know part of me is like I have to stay true to what I believe in, and I think they're private companies. On the other hand, you can't be protected by section two thirty but still act as a publisher and that's right could could you go in could you just clarify that for people listening what section two thirty is because i up until now, I've been in the very they're private companies. I hate it. they're dirty communists, but they're private companies. I honestly didn't know what Section Two Hundred and Thirty was until yesterday. i heard it, but I never actually learned it until your channel.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I did. Um, I did a show on it because it was a hot topic. You know, everybody was throwing Section Two Hundred and Thirty. Section. Everybody's talking about it. Um, a lot of people weren't clear on you know what exactly it is, what it says. So um, I did a show on it where I actually broke it down and I covered three specific provisions of Section Two Hundred and Thirty. So it's called section 230 because it's part of a larger law. Um, It's a federal law. And basically it, it, you are not, it was written in 1996, the law. So you are not really supposed to look at a law and try to interpret it and, and apply it in real life situations, unless you look at the intent of the law. So what happened with section Two Hundred and Thirty is it was written in 1996 when the internet was a fledgling industry. It was really, really at its beginning. I mean, I don't know. You might be too young, but I I remember trying to go online and it was a dial up. Yeah. And you literally heard like the phone dialing, right? And it took a long time. It took several minutes to load a page, you know, of the internet onto your computer. So, that's when this was written, right? Okay. There was no Facebook. There was no Google. There there was no nothing really, right? There was no Instagram. There was no Gab parlor. Like all these things didn't exist yeah. back in 1996 when they wrote the law. So it's it's been, it's been misapplied and it's been twisted and be, it's being used in a way that it was never intended to be used because the the legislators that wrote the law didn't imagine that you know 10 years down the line or 15 years down the line there would be these social media platforms that really was not in in if you look at the legislative history that's not in there mm-hmm. so it's very specific it basically was trying to protect companies that were going to try to Expand the internet, make it something bigger than it was. Again, it was a fledgling industry. The government wanted it to flourish. So they were trying to not be too strict on how this law was interpreted in the sense of really, they didn't want to regulate the industry, but they wanted to give some guidance because they didn't want whoever the company was that was the platform, they didn't want them to be held liable and get sued and then be sued out of existence for people that would use it and might say something that was inappropriate, illegal, eliciting some sort of an illegal act. So it really is meant for open platforms that allow the users, you and me, we would be users, to edit the information that they want to put out there. It's not meant for the platform itself to edit the information that's put out there, right? Because as soon as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whomever, starts to edit something that you so if you post let's take a real life example you post your youtube video you spoke about election fraud in it youtube got annoyed so they took it down so as soon as they're taking it down they're editing Mm -hmm. it's like a newspaper right Mm -hmm. it's like the newspaper editor saying well you know what i don't like this story so i'm going to throw it in the back of the newspaper i'm going to bury it so people don't really see it uh meanwhile i love this story i'm going to put it on the front
1: page which is which is if i can interject which is which is fine for a private company that doesn't have the protection of section 230 you can't have your cake and eat it too
0: exactly if that's what they want to do
1: that's if that's what they want to do that's fine And, and, and for me that's i think the the misunderstanding at least i had beforehand was like you know like i like trump i'm right leaning but i do like i said earlier it's i'm like they're a private company i didn't know that distinction where it's like you can be that private company. You can, you know, but just like my podcast, I choose to have you on. I edit who I want to have on beforehand. And if at any right. point I don't want someone's episode up, I'll give it the axe. That's fine. I'm not protected by Section 230. Right. right? Okay, right. Sorry. back to you. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yep. No, you've got it. And, and you know, a newspaper is so media outlets, our newspaper television radio have controls which again i'm like you i don't think government should have their hand in everything i don't think everyday lives of americans should be governed by what you know the legislators want Mm -hmm. i agree with you but we do need some sort of safety precautions so for example um there's another federal law the communications act it's um from the 1920s 1930s and It's specific. This one provision specifically says you, meaning a television station, a radio station, can't prohibit a political candidate from having their advertisements on air. They have to give equal time. So if you're running for office and your opponent is up against you, you both get the same amount of time. If they sell you five minutes, Every day, they have to sell the other guy five minutes every day, if if the other guy wants it, right? So that is because they didn't want, when radio first came out, they realized how powerful radio was going to be. And they didn't want the airwaves to only cover one candidate. So if the owner of a radio station really liked whatever candidate, they could say, oh, great, I'm going to sell you all my airtime or 90% of my airtime. And I'm only going to sell your opponent 10%. That way you get more exposure, more people are going to vote for you. The government didn't want the, the owners or managers of these radio stations to be able to have that kind of control. Now, there is no, currently, there's no law that says social media has to follow the same precautions and the same rules. So as we saw with this election last year, 2020, it was so obvious that, you know, for example, you'd read stories that Facebook would take down ads that President Trump was trying to run on Facebook, but would allow all these Biden, all these Biden um, commercials or advertisements or whatever on the platform. So, I mean, it's just It doesn't even make logical sense. How could you be prohibiting that from happening with radios and televisions, but you're not doing it with social media, which is now probably, especially for millennials, the biggest way to get information today? You know, a lot of people don't necessarily sit down and watch the television anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm 30. I don't think I've, I don't think I've, the last time I like regularly watched TV was like 2009, and like i'm not even yeah i'm not even like a baby boomer like i'm 30 like it is now let's just play devil's advocate so when we look at something like um you know like i remember like trump talked about it a lot like i think it was 2016 but they're like you're a billionaire and you didn't pay all this and he was like i i'm taking the same loopholes that exist that other you know don't hate the player hate the game kind of it's like If you don't want them there, you know, it's kind of what he would say against Biden. He'd be like, you've been there for 47 years. How come you haven't closed those loopholes? Right. Let's just play devil's advocate. Are they just using existing loopholes? And can we fault private companies whose bottom line is profit? You could argue that there's political capital that doesn't have a monetary value are they just using existing loopholes and can we really fault the dog for going after the car when it's right. like the loopholes there, like, should we close it? And then obviously that brings up the whole, well, yes, that's what we're trying to do.
0: No, well, that's a great point. I mean, a lot of people I think would automatically say, yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, nobody's regulating them so they could just do whatever they want. I understand that, but I think it's gone beyond Yeah that in our society today i yeah. think i think it's dangerous when you see private companies that are so large yeah. and have such a reach when you see them teaming up with government mm-hmm. that's a big problem yeah because then you're shutting out the voices of the little people yeah and which that's those are that's what americans are right yeah ninety five percent of americans are the little people yeah big in tech, it's an oligarchy. It's a very small number of people that control big tech.
1: Yeah, it's and I, I should I should clarify. I'm I I think they need to be regulated. I think that I think we need to go Teddy Roosevelt on them and break them up. I think what they're doing is infringing free speech, and they're laying the groundwork for a CCP esque technocratic communist dystopia. Let me put that out there. The, re- <laughs> the reason why, just if I may, but the reason why I say like I'll play devil's advocate and I'll try to defend them is because. Whenever I, you know, I like Trump, you like Trump. We're both right-leaning. We both think big tech is bad. We both think the election was stolen. For me, it's like we're going to get together and, like, we're not going to really challenge each other. So, for me, it's like like when I see my two liberal friends just kind of patting each other on the back. Orange man, bad. White people, Nazis. And it's like, do you guys have any outside, (laughs) like, stimuli? So – I'll, let me just say, I agree with you entirely. What they're doing is disgusting. They are in bed with the government it's an NSA wet dream. You only have five billionaires that you gotta control and then they control their five platforms. I mean, from a top down perspective, this is they, they, they have it exactly how they want it. Just the only reason I'm, you know, playing devil's advocate is so that there's at least some sort of like worthwhile debate because otherwise it's just you and me no of course debate. so yeah no. i agree with you just for the record i agree with you
0: yeah no of course and that but that's that's the way it should be right so somebody yeah. should say something yeah. somebody should say something that they believe or they think or they feel and then if somebody doesn't agree with that they should be able to say well you know what i am not sure about that and here's why
1: yeah.
0: we're not seeing that anymore today and
1: that's exactly and therein lies the danger of course you can't even i mean you can't
0: very dangerous
1: it's just a blanket right you i've been perma banned from reddit i had been on reddit since like 2011 and i made a bunch of accounts i finally i got ip address banned which i didn't know was possible but i'm (laughs) so i've been scrubbed from reddit i've been i've been been alex jones so what the, but what they're doing is, right, It's there's a dangerous precedent, because when we bring up yes. things like, you know, this is dangerous because now you're suppressing speech, and if you can suppress speech with, let's just say, you get rid of Alex Jones, we're just getting rid of Alex Jones, well, then you get rid of Miley Yiannopoulos, and then ding, 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 and next thing you know, hey, they just removed the sitting president. Right now, right. we're seeing you can't talk about election fraud. Well, everyone's well. We shouldn't be talking about that because that's hate speech. Well, I mean, come on. How many more months or years and before all of a sudden you're going? Why did I get banned for talking about the concentration camps of Uyghur Muslims in mainland China? Boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, you can't say something negative about the press secretary. And it's it's that's what's dangerous. But the more dangerous thing is when you bring up this argument to people, it's just. Shut up, fascist. Shut up, Nazi. Right. A straight white male talking in front of an American flag. Shut up. You're white privilege. Right. And it's like replace the word white with black or Jew and then repeat that. <laughs> you know? Right. Shut up, Jew. And it's like, Jesus Christ, right? It's, no, the hypocrisy
0: is it's insane. Fascinating. It is it's mind- fascinating. Yeah.
1: It would be but comical if it wasn't so evil.
0: <laughs> well, right, but that's right. So it's very Orwellian, yeah. right? It's, it's, and I don't know if you read the book 1984, know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's right out of a page of the book, so right? They, they literally want to say what I saw w- before my eyes,
1: the party's final I, order
0: i was told was not the truth yeah right but, so
1: yeah, the party's final sorry and if you can't tell you gotta throw your elbows i interrupt a lot i'm i'm, I'm trying to get better at <laughs> it i get excited bad. i get passionate <laughs> yeah the party's final order was to disobey your eyes and your ears it was their final and most important order that's right that's what i keep going back to i'm like even now that's so right. it's march 2nd it's been almost what no, december january february it's almost been four months since the election no right. november december january four months wow yeah um, you're
0: right
1: it's um i find myself starting to go i'm like maybe biden did just win and it's because even in my own mind i I try to always i'm like devil's advocate i don't want to get pigeonholed into one belief system but then i'll be like wait 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 i i, I watched it i watched it pause <laughs> and right. i watched it go the other way but it's yes, right. don't believe what your eyes and ears are telling you
0: that's right. And I, I did a show right after the election. It was probably, in fact, I remember I I recorded it on November 7th, which was the Saturday after election day. I remember that because in my, in my video, I was saying, um, you know, I was trying to explain to my viewers, nobody has won yet, right? And it was like right when the mainstream media decided to say, Biden won.
1: The AP has called it for President Biden. Right.
0: So, and I went on in the video to explain, but but there's nothing in our Constitution that says that mainstream media or any media gets to decide who our presidents are. Right? And I actually go through the, cons- the provisions of the Constitution that are applicable there. That's not how we determine who wins a presidential election. It's not the AP. Now, for decades, has the AP, quote unquote, called an election on election night? Yes, they have. But that's not the law. That doesn't mean that the AP is right. I mean, do I don't, again, I don't know if you're old enough to remember in, in 2000, Bush versus Gore, vaguely everybody, everybody, well, you know, the AP was calling Gore the winner for like 30 to 40 days after the election. And it turned out that you know, he didn't win. I mean, it ended up being a court case, but he didn't win in the end. And it was, you know, kind of embarrassing for them to have to retract that. But in this time around, they didn't retract it. They ran with it. And so did all the other social media outlets, all the, all the other mainstream media outlets. I mean, if you remember, anytime you went on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or anything for weeks after the election, yeah. It, under anything, anything that I posted, there was this insert that they put on the
1: AP my videos. Called, yeah, the AP is called the election for president right. elect Joe Biden, and it was like that's right. It was like what I I'm, I did a episode I did an episode with uh, um, uh, Larry Holcomb. He's an author. I love conspiracies, and he wrote a book called Presidents and UFOs, and it's just all about declassified stuff from from. But it, I, I put i always put the author i always put the name of the book in parentheses so episode whatever 211 larry holcomb presidents and ufos (laughs) banner (laughs) the ap has called it for president-elect joe biden people are like why am i watching a video about president roosevelt's documents on flying saucers why is youtube trying to say by the way president-elect it's like all right dude like chill (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely. They 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 were slapping it on everything, Rabbit. and now you can't talk about it. I don't know if you got a chance to see um, Mike Lindell's... He did a, a two-hour documentary.
1: I haven't watched it yet. I know. Okay. I, need, I know I need to.
0: Yeah, you should watch it. it it's it's very. It, it's very good. It's very, you know, well done. He interviews people that are, you know, involved directly with um, with the election and, and, you know, fraud and cheating and stuff. So it's very good. But that he put that up on February 5th. He posted it on his YouTube channel. It came down almost immediately. Yeah. I mean, almost immediately. I mean, several thousand people saw it before they pulled it down. Thankfully, he has his own website. So he then also posted it on his website, which is where... I saw it um, and where you can still see it today, but it's really, really scary that the government is again in cahoots with these big tech companies and they are trying to tell everybody, not just Americans, people around the world, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? You shouldn't watch that because we don't think it's true.
1: It's not yet. Yeah, it's, what it's,
0: is going on here?
1: It's dangerous for your little mind.
0: I mean, but 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 I can't even get my head around it. The government is trying to tell us through the arm of their, you know. I mean, really, I think social media and mainstream media has become, you know, a political PR firm for has. right absolutely. for the left. So, I mean. Really? Who are you to tell us what to say, what to think, what to hear, what to watch, what to read? Yeah,
1: I mean, do you remember? I mean, everyone remembers like the bakery, right? The gay bakery. and You can't deny service. It's not a private company. Apparently, you can't deny service based on. Okay, I'll, you know, I'll I'll take that argument. Sure. Let's, you know, try to move forward. I'm not gay. But you know, what? I have gay friends. And sure. All right, whatever. Let's make it say you have to sell a cake. That's okay. But that has to be applied to everyone. Like, right. that in every company. And do you remember, I think it was 2017, do you remember the pearl-clutching insanity of uh, net neutrality? If you were ever on Reddit, anyone that was on Reddit can remember, it was pinned at the top of every single, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of subreddits, basically like pages within Reddit, bowling, skiing, the Red Sox, whatever at pins at the top of every single one. So it's, the only way you can do that is like from the CEO. Like that, It's just the probability of everyone. Because if, if you're in charge of a subreddit, a little less, if you're in charge of a subreddit, you can pin whatever you want. So let's say I had a podcast subreddit. I could pin this interview because it'd be like, hey, this is today's episode. Pinned at the top of every single subreddit was something about net neutrality. Sign this petition. You don't want private companies to be able to throttle your access to information based on their leanings. Interesting. But, but Trump was in office. At the time, I took the I took the stance of the private companies, and they can. So maybe this is just I'm getting my own karma. But now when it's social media platforms, it's shut up, Nazi. They're a private company. And it's like, well, well right. which one is it? Can they throttle our access to information? And if that's the case, that's fine, but they can't be protected by Section 230. And it's right. – you know, it's the meme. You know, I've jumped back and forth on the political... I've brought this up on the podcast before. I, You know, I'm not one... I voted for Obama when I was 18. I was young and dumb. I voted for Romney in 2012 because I was pre-med and I didn't want Obamacare. I voted for Bernie in the primaries in 2016 because it was two years after I lost a brother to suicide and I was like, I want free health care for everyone. I voted for Trump in 2020 because I was like, I think he's... But the point is, is I'm not like a lockstep one, one uh, I guess, I don't know, one road belief system. But I mean... I remember the joke to say all that I remember like the joke we'd make in like 2014 you know everyone freaking out about gay or whatever it was 2015 everyone freaking out about uh, gay marriage being federally legalized and it was I mean the running joke was like if you don't want a gay marriage just don't get one you know, it was like everyone that's like men are marrying. It's like if you're not gay, don't get one. No one's forcing you to. And it was kind of this right. like stupid boomer. Shut up. You know, if you don't want one, don't get one. If you don't like, you know, pot's decriminalized. If you don't like it, don't smoke it. And it was like it was this whole if you don't agree with it, just don't do it. It's fine. But now if you don't like Mike Lindell's video, don't watch it. If you right. don't like President Trump, don't follow him. But it, that's right. not that way anymore. So it's net neutrality. Private companies can't throw your access to information unless it's against uh, conservatives. Okay. Bakeries, you have to serve everyone unless you're a social media platform and we don't like what you're saying. Don't get right. a gay marriage if you don't want one. Don't watch Bull- – no, actually, no. You, you can't watch President Trump. He's hateful. He's coordinated mm-hmm. hate speech. I mean – sorry, I know I'm I'm getting revved up, but.
0: (laughs) No, that's, that's exactly what's going on. It's It's exactly what's going on. And the hypocrisy is so outstanding. And I don't know if, I don't know if people that, um, you know, like to call themselves woke, they like to call themselves, you know, progressive. I, I don't know if they look at what's going on and see that hypocrisy and Understand that it's it's just it doesn't make logical sense. You can't have it's you know can't have two sides to the same coin. I mean you it, it what what you know one we can't do the you know rules for thee and not for me. One law needs to be applied equally across the board. It can't really matter what your political affiliation is. It can't really matter who you voted for or didn't vote for or whether you voted at all, right? It really needs to be, these are the laws. We've got to enforce them equally. And that's, you know, with the whole, this whole thing of, you know, free speech and censorship and everything, it's a complete violation of our constitution. Mm -hmm. And I think, a big problem in this country is that they don't even teach civics anymore in the schools. You know, nobody is teaching the Constitution to the children, no matter what age. You know, I mean, unless you're in law school, then you know, con law is a required course in your first year. But other than that, I mean, at least it better be. It was when I went to law school. But other than that, you know, what happened to the civics classes in this country? Why aren't why aren't people being why aren't people putting that into the curriculum? Why'd they take it out in the first place? You know, schools, many schools, don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Many schools. It's, that, to me, is horrific.
1: Oh, I mean, it's... I mean, anyone that thinks that there isn't a decades-long communist conspiracy is, I'm sorry, but your head your head's in the sand. And, like, I say that because I have on <laughs> members of the CIA, former members of the CIA, the CIA Special Special Activities Division, which was created under Eisenhower, the True Life Black Ops, I've had on former members of there. They the CIA Special Activities Division recruits from Delta Force and SEAL Team 6. It is the tip of the spear that people did, don't know exists. The guys I've had on can't legally acknowledge on camera they were part of it. It's part of their NDA. I've had them on wow. whenever I bring up about, you know, Communist China... You know, working with our uh, with our media companies to sow uh, sow dissent and or uh, to crush dissent and to sow uh, strife, they laugh and they're like, they are doing that, and they're like, because we do it. <laughs> they're like, I know for a fact that this is happening because I used to do that. They're like, I wow. used to, you know, I've you know, they talk. I mean, uh, you know, I remember going up to like a radio station, you know, somewhere in Kabul. I mean, you literally give them a, you have a bag of cash and you have a and you have a gun, and it's like, hey, whichever one you want me to use. I'm going to use but hey you're going to start pushing this american message. Wow. It's so and that's a whole other philosophical discussion for another time is is that okay or not? But we do do that. So if you don't think that's happening here, I'm sorry but you're brain dead. It's
0: I think I think one you know in my opinion, I think one of the other issues that has gotten us into this mess is that um Americans aren't as worldly um, you know, we're typically raised to study our yes, our country, our culture, um, our history. We don't really. I mean, yes, we we study. You know, we study. We learn about World War One and World War Two, and you know, we do study those things. But we don't really. We're not taught, I don't think, to look at other countries and other cultures on an ongoing basis right so i have friends in europe and family in europe and they'll know everything that's going on not everything but they'll know a lot about what's going on in our country and i really can't say that i know what's going on in their country because it doesn't affect my daily life it's not something that is in our you know newspapers or social media or on our televisions or you know Once in a while, yes, but is it a daily thing? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's a problem because if we did look outside our country and we saw, especially the people that I'm going to call, you know, closed minded, if you see what has happened in these other countries, whether it's happening today or whether it happened. 20 years ago 50 years ago 100 years ago that's how we learn mm-hmm. i mean we have to learn from the past and not just our past you have to look at other countries and what their past looks like because that's how you learn to not make the same mistakes
1: mm-hmm. yeah right it's, it's i mean it, I, it's like beating a dead horse but it's like man what's like the first thing you do is like you disarm a populace that's the very first thing you do is you disarm <laughs> a populace you make a foe enemy and and then you can you can steamroll whatever you'd like and the i mean the very first thing you need to i mean Sheikh Guevara was actually called uh i remember um i think it was khrushchev told castro to reel in Sheikh Guevara because quote he's too radical So when the communists are literally saying he's too nuts, but what Che Guevara was saying in Cuba was saying, you cannot have a free press and also have a communist revolution. You cannot have open discourse. And I mean, there it is. You you cannot have a free press. You cannot let it flow because the flowing of ideas is what dissolves any, uh, overarching power structure. And what I always point out to, you know, I have, you know, several left leaning friends that I have on the podcast just, to sort of you know challenge me because otherwise i'm just it's my opinion is the law and it's that's not you know i like to be made a fool i like to get red in the face and be like oh shit i'm an idiot you
0: don't want to hear an echo chamber all the exactly. time and
1: i know. love that my buddy ernie born in mexico worked in the obama administration i mean is like comes on and i love you know i'm like i kind of have to hang my head because i'm like i'm a moron like i like that i like to be kind of like you know i don't know called out point is is or you know, my buddy Roger, who's like a, who, my favorite sci fi author, I've just become friends with him, he's been on the podcast a million times. He's a left leaning guy, and we always talk, and it's always just a very moderate discussion about I mean, truly just agreeing to disagree. He's not a dirty communist, I'm not a Nazi. It's just hey, you know, you vote Democrat, I vote Republican, whatever. The point of me saying all this is I always point out, I'm like, hey. Right now, you know, you got to censor Alex Jones, and then you got to censor Milo, and then you got to censor Trump. And now my first brush is I'm suspended from YouTube for a week. I tell them, I'm like, hey, once once all of the me's are gone, and then they go one step closer and get rid of the even less conservatives, eventually you guys, Ernie, Roger, you guys are going to be the far right because you don't think, you know, Ernie will be like, he'll be liberal but then he'll be like i think the u.s military is the greatest thing in the world he's like capitalism is a vehicle for a total like wealth expansion eventually that's gonna be the far right you know mm-hmm. when roger's like yeah i vote for uh you know medicaid for all but no i don't think we should be cutting off our four-year-old's genitals because they identify as a woman eventually that's gonna be uh that's gonna be hate speech that's gonna be uh hey you know tommy or you know, Miss Cox, it's, uh, you know, circulating misinformation about glitches affecting the outcome of the 2020 election, you're going to be getting that email. And it's going to be the year it's going to be 2026. You're going to be getting that email, you know, you have been insinuating that we should not be chopping off children's testicles. And it's like, what? And then when you turn, it's just going to be everyone before you that's been censored just kind of like, come join the party. It's it's but you know what I think a lot of people don't
0: think it'll get to that point. And that's the so I th- I think when you say that to somebody they're like, "No, Tommy, you're exaggerating. It's it's never going to get like that because you know, when I talk to people about the the difference between communism, socialism and capitalism, you know, and I say, you know, I've spoken to people that grew up in socialist countries or communist countries, and they described to me instances where, you know, their uncle was taken away and jailed for a year because he said something against the government. You know, they look at me, they're like, it'll never get like that here. You know, that's, that's over there. That's those crazy countries. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? How do you think
1: it started hey, over there? I think it starts, it doesn't start with all right. Anyone who speaks that's going to jail. It's a very slow, yes. slow process. It's like yes,
0: they slowly infringe on the rights of the citizens until the point where it's you really don't have any more rights. And if you say something that the government doesn't like, they are going to throw you in jail for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's I, I read an article about a um, a reporter. I don't know, I'm not sure if he was a reporter. I think maybe he was a reporter, but he did it through memes. Like he was, you know, always posting memes to express his... Yeah, that was your
1: video about, and he got, right, he got arrested.
0: Yes, in Florida. And they recently, the, the Biden Department of Justice was going after him. They were doing their, you know homework and their research and their whatever and they said well you know what we have enough evidence we're going to arrest him they arrested him for and this was for the 2016 presidential election and they arrested him for saying that you know his memes because tucker tucker Carlson did a whole um Mm -hmm. uh, story on it in one of his shows maybe it was maybe it was last month and um yeah they said you know his memes were you know deterring people from voting for hillary or something like this i, I don't remember the exact allegations and charges but come on i mean that that is exactly what i'm talking about i mean that is you know people think oh it'll be years before it gets it'll never get that bad it's here it's it's (laughs) It's here already
1: don't don't forget the 2012 national defense authorization act passed in december of 2011 i believe yeah december 2011 2012 NDAA, look it up anybody listening, the National Defense Authorization Act, which contained the ability for the U.S. government to detain indefinitely any U.S. citizen under no charges and they do not have to notify your family. So the whole disappearing citizen, it's nine years old. It's not tomorrow. It's almost a decade old. And then you may be wondering, well, how come I haven't heard about that? Oh, huh. Huh, I wonder how you'd keep that quiet. Maybe censorship. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, and it's it's the vice closing. It's not closed yet, but the vice is closing.
0: That's right. It's... That's right. It's, yeah. And people, that's, that's, you know, I call... The name of my channel is All Things lawyer because I talk about legal issues and I, I do some analysis um, on just everyday hot topics from a legal standpoint. But my motto that I always say in my shows is knowledge, knowledge, is, knowledge power. is power, yeah. right? Because just like you just said, people don't, a lot of people, including me, don't even know what our government's up to because if the media is not publicizing what they're doing and the government isn't publicizing what they're doing, how are we supposed to know? I mean how are we supposed to know unless I guess you spend every day all day reading through proposed legislation you know but I mean that would be impossible if you're if you're doing it at the local level the state level and the federal level you know, that's what the media is supposed to be doing
1: well you know what there there is a you know some crazy guys do do it like alex jones so what do you do when someone does put it and i'm not even defending it as i'm sitting here wearing an alex jones hoodie but like it's <laughs> but i'm not even Yeah, i mean the, the guy's the guy's crazy he's entertaining he's crazy whatever I'm, that's not here nor there but what happens when someone does put in the work the foot the leg work what happens when a milo yiannopoulos does do that right well then you just ban him that's right. You just ban them outright. You just, I mean, if that doesn't send chills up and down your spine to anyone, I mean, it's because you said it in one of your videos, and if one of the Delta Force guys I've had on said the same thing, if you can control what information someone receives, or you know, either by pushing it, you know, this is stunning and brave. Look at this five-year-old boy stripper, stunning and brave, so progressive, and then if you shut down this, hey, here's a thousand affidavits about election fraud. So now you're altering the information that they receive. And then again, through your video, you know, when you have autofill suggestions, it's, you know, it's, it's, you can get whatever you want, right? You say Hillary Clinton, buh, and Google will say, you know, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. You go to like DuckDuckGo, say Hillary Clinton body count, right? It's, you go to any (laughs) other thing. But it's like, right? It's, it's, it gets insane. But when you're at, when you're altering information through autofill through suggestions and then outright limiting what they can get, you are you are altering the information you have to act upon. And then right. when you censor those around you, who do speak up, right? I put up a video about election fraud, and now it's wham, and I get I get the I have two thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's still too tiny for anyone to really notice, right? You're not you're not doing it to a Joe Rogan it's right. still too tiny to notice and other people who see that might go oh shit I better shut up well now you're directly affecting what's the final goal is self-censorship so now they are changing the way you act in the world and all throughout human history to do that it took a gun to the back of your head that was old school they've, they've stepped up their game now now instead of having to have soldiers at every factory in the Soviet Union if you don't show up to work you get shot now it's very different we just censor you we remove you from the world okay well if you don't like it, go build your own Twitter. Okay, they did it. Okay, Amazon Amazon Web Services, Apple, and Google all coordinated to shut it down. All right. Well, you know what? It's, these are still private companies. You don't have to use them. I don't know i'd argue during a pandemic that whether they want to or not they've become the public square and now they are public services because we truly were not allowed to go out and talk and that's what i've been saying since COVID started as i said what are they doing they're shutting down the you know the metaphorical and literal coffee shops where like revolutions are fomented now everything you access has to be through a screen and when it's all through a screen you can only go on a couple platforms that's the end game because now we got you by the balls. We can shut down anything you say, and it has to go through here. And if you walk outside and talk in person, you're a Nazi and you're killing my grandma. It's sorry, it's sorry for that. Yeah,
0: I, no, <laughs> it's it's the way it's going. And you know, I I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I heard um, Governor christy Nome speaking when she did the CPAC um, talk over the weekend. She said, which I think is correct, that. South Dakota, which that's her state, was the only state in the nation that didn't shut down. And it was the only state in the nation that didn't require masks. You know, she wasn't doling out these, you know, gubernatorial like she, she just said, okay, here's the information we have. I'm not gonna be a dictator here take the information i'm giving you and decide what's best for you what's best for your family they didn't shutter businesses they didn't make people stay home they didn't make people wear masks and i understand from you know what she's saying that south dakota ended up having per capita the lowest numbers on their on their death rate you know, I just you know, she said they were warned. The experts, the experts were warning me. You know, Fauci warned me I would have ten thousand you know sick people a day flooding our hospitals. And she said, you know, on our worst day, it was about six hundred or so mm-hmm. in the hospital. You know, so it it was really and at the time, what were what was the media doing? What were the other you know the the governors and the blue states doing? They're criticizing her. Mm-hmm. You know, they're calling her reckless. They're calling her, you know, misinformed, and she's going to kill people. And and look how it ended up, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, look how it ended up. COVID is a perfect uh, is a perfect exhibit of, you know, maybe you could maybe people don't like my analogy. If it starts with Alex Jones, then it goes to Milo Yiannopoulos and then President Trump. All right, let's use a different one. Fourteen days to flatten the curve. Just fourteen. Right. It's just 14, you dirty Nazi. What was that? It's just 14 days to flatten the curve to now it's, you know, vaccination if you want to get on a plane to actual COVID camps in Canada slowly starting. I mean, how do you think it begins? It begins like
0: this. Yeah. And you know what? New York actually has proposed legislation. Um, Representative Perry from the, the New York City area proposed legislation that, um says that New York State could the government could detain anybody that either has COVID or is suspected of having COVID and put them into these COVID camps.
1: I mean God, I hope they at least give us some badass stars of David to stitch onto our shirts. I mean
0: I mean unbelievable. Now I when I read that I was furious obviously so I started reaching out to a lot of members of the New York State Legislature to say, are, are you guys kidding? I mean, what is your position on this bill? What I heard back from a good number of the legislators was that, um, you know, nobody was really getting behind that bill. It only had, you know, the, the original sponsor of the bill. Nobody was picking it up. It was only in, you know, one chamber. It wasn't in both chambers of the, of the legislature. Um, and that it had been introduced before because we've had, you know, public health emergencies before. But, you know, i just said I, I mean the fact that somebody could even propose that just dip their toes is in the water. just dip
1: your toes in let's see how they respond
0: oh my gosh i really i was really upset that that this is you know this is kind of the the straw that breaks the camel's back for me on the for politicians mm-hmm. right because I started to do a little digging, you know, once once Congress passed, it was the December 28th, I believe, Congress passed the, um, you know, the COVID relief bill, as they called it, which really was not about COVID relief, yeah,
1: money laundering to other nations, but
0: Oh, my goodness, I when I got my, you know, wits about me, and I went through the legislation, and I saw what they were doing with our tax dollars,
1: any gender studies. <laughs>
0: I couldn't, I did a show on it. I was like, I can't believe. Where is the outrage from the American people? That's the problem I was having. The politicians prove themselves to be, you know, crooked. They're
1: hoarse. They've been since day one and okay.
0: I mean, crooked, you know, criminal. I want to call them criminal. Where's the outrage from the American people? Where is everybody standing up saying, are you guys kidding? That's what you want to do with our tax dollars?
1: Well, where can you get that information is it censored by big tech? That's right. And now you see where it becomes. It's not just. It may work for you now, moderate Democrat who may be listening. It may be in your your you know court now. Yeah, shut up the Nazis. Get rid of Trump. All right. Hey, we're all you know. We're all you know tempted by you know. As long as my guy wins, what happens when it comes back to you? What happens when you want to speak up about? hey, you know what, I've been out of work for 11 months. And you know I have a two year old daughter and another one on the way. I don't think we should be sending money to Pakistani gender studies. And I certainly don't think I should be thrown into camp because I have COVID. But I don't like it doesn't matter. You are now shut up, Nazi.
0: Well, and it's also, you know, big tech wouldn't, you know, report on it or allow it to be spread but neither did the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. All they focused on was, oh, how much money are the Americans going to get in their check? Oh, it's only going to be 600? You know, the, everybody thought 1200. Trump wanted 5000. You know, they focus on the wrong thing and they do it on purpose yeah, so that people miss the point of what's behind that, right? Mm-hmm. So, if they're making such a big deal about the checks going out to Americans versus where billion it was a 900 billion with a b 900 billion dollar spending bill billions went overseas not a couple thousand not a couple hundred thousand not a couple million billions billions okay and um i want to ask if you know how much money we have in the kitty right now you know cuz they're sending billions of dollars overseas If any of your viewers, you know, just take a second and think, how much money do you think the federal government has in their savings account?
1: Well, I know, right, the last time I checked, it's $27 trillion in debt. Yes.
0: Yeah. We have not one dollar. Oh, yeah. We have not one dollar, and they decide to send billions overseas. So what does that mean? So that means they're either going to print more money, which then continues to destroy our dollar, or... going to borrow it and where do you think they're going to borrow it from china so we get to pay back all of that money plus interest which means our kids are going to be paying it back and their kids are going to be paying it back i mean these these politicians have to think that we're stupid Mm -hmm. they really do Mm -hmm. and they're getting away with it because nobody's blowing the whistle on them
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's it it's infuriating on I had on an author the other week, Michael Swanson, author of The War State. It's a really good book about the military-industrial complex from, like, Eisenhower through, you know, I don't know, maybe, like, actually kind of ended around, like, the. It's like a 20-year gap book. But um. there's this idea, and he and I talked about it on the podcast, to where I remember reading a quote somewhere. I don't remember who it was, but it was, If I owe you a million dollars, I'm screwed. If I owe you a billion dollars, you're screwed. Because now now you got to hope to get that money from me Yeah huh. You know part of me thinks about us having like a military That's 11 times <laughs> to- larger than the next 11 militaries combined Part of me Can't help but think Man is, is the debt This is just kind of a side tangent Is the debt not like the ultimate weapon Because it's like How's China going to roll up and collect it Like you and what army We have a 27 trillion dollar army <laughs> Like how are you going to collect the money when we've spent all the money on a military that makes it so no one can bully us around. But that's, that's kind of another side tangent for another time. I realized I was like, wait, why am I going down this rabbit hole right now? But, that's, <laughs> but the point is, is it's back to media censorship is it's very dangerous because you know, what happens, Extremely. what happens when you try to raise the, raise the flag? Well, now you get censored. And by the time you start to realize how bad it is, it's too late. Now, i'm only 30 years old and i try to i try to look at things as like i'm sure at any point in any country in history over the millennia and on every continent i try to keep some perspective i'm sure you and i could go to 1100s norway and we'd probably be talking about how corrupt the system is and it's all screwed. And it's almost like, okay, it seems like there's a, a somewhat constant, right? The world's always on fire. Like it's always gonna hell. But I try to look at the positive sides of like how can we what what are the ways out of this? And I've had you know a lot of people say that I'm um, you know, I'm too optimistic and that's a that's a fault, to which I counter After I lost a sibling to suicide, I really did find that, like, I had to stay positive. (laughs) That's the only way I think I'm still alive is staying optimistic. So that doesn't mean don't be based on reality, but try to stay optimistic. So I try to look at it. So I say all that to say, how can we get out of this? this? Is this a phase right now? You know, it's just like the oil companies that Roosevelt had to break up are we in a phase right now? And are we going to look back at this no different than the sick, the flower children of the sixties or the crack pandemic of the eighties or whatever? Or are we just right. in kind a of weird? Is this just a remember growing up? Yeah. Remember the whole, the, the weird, the social media. Oh, it was a weird man. You couldn't, or are we going down into quicksand where we can't get out?
0: I, I, I it's such a great question because so many people are asking that question. And I see a lot of the comments on my channel, uh, you know, rumble is, is really where I put my focus and my energy because YouTube is, is censoring like crazy. But, um, you know, I, I think people it's, it's kind of split. People are discouraged because of, you know, what's going on, what happens with the election, um, you know, kind of throwing their hands up in the air, saying, "Oh gosh, we are in huge trouble here." And then there are other people that are saying, "No, we have got to stand up and fight. We have got to push back. We have got to, you know." So, and I really do th- think it is a fight. I-, I think, I think it is a information war, to be quite honest with you, um, because when people aren't told the correct information. Whether it's they're not told the whole story or they're told a skewed version of the story um, or they're just not allowed to hear any of the story, they start to think a certain way, which then triggers them to act a certain way, mm-hmm. right? So an example that I was talking about with somebody recently is you know, the whole Google manipulation thing. I have a friend that was, you know, she's in her 50s. She's not really tech savvy. She would just go on her phone and just look things up on her phone. Now the phone is defaulted to use Google, right? Which I think all phones are. I think that was um, part of the lawsuit that um, the DOJ sued Google over the summer. And I I have not checked the status of that lawsuit, but um, it was for antitrust violations. And I think um, one of the things was because... Google made it so that you can't even delete them off phones or something crazy Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, you know, she kept using Google to do searches and do searches. And we were discussing a, a person and she decided to Google the person. And, you know, of course, the top of the results was like Wikipedia's version of what this person does and is and who they are and their background and she read it to me and i said oh my gosh i said that's pure propaganda i said what are you reading and she said wikipedia and i said what's your search engine and she said google i said would you stop using that thing i said Go- google is terrible i said you know yippy.com it's y i p p y .com is the one that i use it, it, if you put your your search term into yippee.com and take the same exact search term and put it into Google, you will get very different results. Yeah. I mean, very different results. And you you prefaced earlier, you you know, you know mentioned DuckDuckGo. Now, I, I used to use them. The problem I heard was that you don't realize it, but They're, some search engines use, use Google. the Google results yeah. instead of producing their own results. Yeah. So, cause it's just cheaper that way and Google's yeah. so big and they've been doing it forever. So, but if you do that, so if you're using DuckDuckGo and you think you're not using Google, you might be using Google and not even realize it.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I kind of threw that out there as like a general name. When I say I meant kind of just alternative search engine Bing, mm-hmm. yippee DuckDuckGo. Whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, and it's, you know, and I, w- I would say, don't even just use Yippie, like you use Yippie and Google. Examine your result and go right. because you know, let's again let's play devil's advocate if I say Google's all propaganda. Well, what if it's not all propaganda? How do you not know that's just a that's just a pro Trump talking point? So it's like use both and just, you know, look at look at the results. But it's it's yeah, and you and you're not supposed to question it and it's just this is the facts, trust the science, shut up Nazi. And it's like man, it this is not a good path to go down but i tend to lean on the the optimistic side and not not complacent optimism it's gonna get better it's just sit back it'll get better that's not good still fight and and still get out information and, and fight these dictators but I also like to remain optimistic because just like when it, the, the law was written in 1996 no one foresaw Instagram and Facebook and YouTube what are we not foreseeing next you know maybe we'll look back at this podcast in 20 years and be like oh man they you know they were all so wound up they had no idea that whatever was going to be a thing and it completely destroyed you know social media the same way that Netflix destroyed Blockbuster I don't know what that will be it's right. my favorite idea is that uh, Elon Musk's Starlink, his satellite internet, is he's just not going to let social media be allowed on. So now mm, it's would gonna be nice. That's gonna be, be okay. Great. If you censor, well then now you can't use my global internet, and he'll just make it free for everyone. And so all of a sudden you got to play that game. But I don't know. I try to be optimistic that you know it's. I do think something else is going to come along. It seems like this is the natural course of things
0: but i think that i mean like what you're saying you know i think people have to do something
1: oh no yeah you you have to do something you can't be complacent
0: right i don't think people can just say well you know what Uh, it is what it is you know that's the worst line i can't stand what people say it is what it is no it's not what it is right because you're not really doing anything to make it what it is right so i mean i started to look around um to see you know, what we could do because I'm a really big proponent of term limits for politicians. Okay. There are a lot, people probably don't even know this, but a lot of politicians, those offices don't have term limits. I mean, everybody knows the president does. Okay. But does your governor, not all governors have term limits. Does your city's mayor or superintendent, if you live in a town, you know, I mean, Take a look because a lot of places don't have term limits. So, when you don't have term limits, I mean, we've got Nancy Pelosi in Congress since 1984. Jesus Christ. Okay. I mean, (laughs) that's insane. Come on. I mean,
1: and this it's, and this isn't a democrat or republican thing man this is just dude no one should be there that long
0: exactly it's exactly cuz i can rattle off some republicans that have been there absolutely it, it, i mean i did i did um an interview with every, you should check it out it's um the convention of states, a great organization. Okay. So in that interview, I, you know, we were talking about term limits. I I was interviewing the, um, the, one of the directors of New York state for the convention of states. And, you know, we were talking about term limits and the importance thereof. And I said, let me just throw a fact on the screen about who's the longest serving politician in Congress. And it was 56 years. Jesus. Somebody served in Congress for 56 years. And then there were a ton who have served like over 40 years. I mean, it's it's not supposed to be a career. It's not supposed to be a career. If you think about it, our founding fathers, and you know, somebody, a, a fellow constitutionalist pointed out to me recently in a conversation that, you know, The founding fathers didn't put the term limits into the Constitution because back then, if you think about it, you know, there were no trains. There were no individual cars to get to Washington, D.C. to conduct business of the government was a pain in the rear end.
1: It 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 was a life change. You had to go. That's what you did now.
0: And people. Had to you know they had their farms yeah. they had to leave their farms they had to travel for days to get to Washington D C on horse you know what I mean it was <laughs> they were not jumping in their you know their their you know however many horsepower vehicles or trucks or whatever there were no trains so you know it was a hardship for them to serve as a Congressperson so they didn't think that people would try and do it for thirty years forty years fifty years right they just figured you know, they'll do it and then they'll step down and the next person comes up. Well, not, not today. Mm-hmm. I mean, today it is, and I did, I did a show on this cause I couldn't believe, you know, after they passed that COVID relief bill in December, 2020, I said, I have to look more into these people. What, who are these people? And I did a show on the benefits that Congress gives themselves. Oh, of course, yeah. you and I, you know, you and I pay for it, but people should check out that show because it'll boil your blood. The things that they do for themselves with our tax dollars.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, aren't they, aren't they the only Americans exempt from the PPACA, the Obamacare? They're the only Americans exempt.
0: But, so, so <laughs> they wrote a law for America, you know, for the citizens, Obamacare, we call it. And, Wrote themselves out of it. I mean, if that in itself doesn't tell people that the law is, you know, for the pits, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. And <laughs> and but it, it, they have they have an underground subway system. Oh, yeah. That goes from their parking area to the Capitol. And it takes like a minute. Yeah. You know, the, the subway for to get from A to B. It takes like a minute. And people will say, wait a minute, why, why? All that money to build it, all that money to maintain it, that only takes a minute. They can't they walk that? They don't want to walk outside because they don't want constituents coming up to them yeah. <laughs> and talking it's, to them yeah. and asking them questions and challenging them.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean it's it's, it's like <laughs> It's yeah, when, when they are when they're all locked away, you know, when when the lighthouse is surrounded by thirty thousand National Guard members, you gotta start to wonder, man, <laughs> they really don't want anyone coming up there. I wonder why. It's yeah, it's uh, it's like the quote "Never trust a skinny chef," you know, because he's not even testing his food. Man, I don't know. There's something about there's something about all these these people in, in D.C. who just their own armed guards, their own subway systems, they're exempt from any law. They write their own laws that govern them, funded by us. Man, if that doesn't I don't know it it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem applicable to the rest of us. So, and I know I, I gotta let you go in a couple minutes because I gotta run. Is what are what are the steps that are being taken? Like, is there legislation to revoke Section Two Hundred and Thirty? Is there what? What are the steps being taken? Like, let's be op- optimistic, but is there any like, is there any evidence for being optimistic?
0: Well, so under President Trump, you know, last summer he did issue executive and exec executive order, which I did cover in, um, in that show that mm-hmm. I do on section 230, where he was trying to start the ball rolling and having some sort of modification to section 230. Uh, um, it, it, I, I, I'm going to say it probably is completely stalled at this point. You know, now there's a new administration. They are very pro big tech. Um, so, I can't imagine that that's going to be on the forefront right now. Um, But I think that there are things that people can do that we kind of can work around that issue of, you know, what is going on with Section 230? If the government's not going to regulate, what do we do? I think people don't understand the power that they have, number one, with what social media they use. Um, You know, if they say 75 million, 80 million people voted for Trump, and those people stop using, you know, social media platforms that are that are biased, that are censoring, that are against free speech, that's gonna have an impact on those social media companies. Who you use for your cell phone servicer, you know, where you buy your groceries, where you buy your, your things, your clothes, your furniture. You know, people love to use Amazon because they say, oh, it's so convenient, it's so easy. Okay, but isn't Amazon the one that's leading the charge or one of the ones leading the charge against free speech? Do you really want to give your money to a company that's anti-free speech? I, can I mean, pr- think about that. I
1: can proudly say that I went from spending all of my podcast equipment from Amazon in 2020, I can happily say that I stopped on a dime the day they removed the parlor from AWS. I can right. proudly say that. I've not spent a penny there since they did that. Right. And that's yeah, what you have absolutely. to do. That's what you but have
0: that's, to do. We don't just vote with our voices. We vote with our pocketbooks too. So, you know, there are websites out there that promote, um, you know, Made in America, mm-hmm. that promote companies um, that produce their goods in America, that employ Americans. So if that's important to you, great. Find the website and and use your money. Spend it on those companies. Mm -hmm. You know, give them your patronage. You know, we can also, I mentioned the Convention of States. People should look that up. Their website is conventionofstates.com. It is a group. It's a grassroots organization they've been going on for five, six, seven years now. They are going state by state and trying to get the states to call a convention. And it's pursuant to Article 5 of the Constitution. And if all the states or enough states, 34 states have to agree on having this convention and they would have to agree on what they would want to amend to the constitution but if that happens we do have the power at the state level to impose term limits on congress because that's one of the things that convention of states is looking to do they also want to limit the spending of congress and they want to be able to limit the reach of congress meaning you know what congress can legislate what are what type of things in our daily lives can Congress tell us to do or not to versus the state or the local. So um, I think it's a great organization. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, big name conservatives are getting behind it. Um, And they have chapters in every state. So volunteer, go on their websites, they have a petition, sign the petition, It, it just tells the, your state representatives that you want to have a convention of states. The more people that do that, I mean, let's, let's be real. Politicians only respond to very large groups pushing them to do something, mm-hmm. right? If they think they're not going to get reelected, they're going to listen, mm-hmm. right? If it's one or two voices, they're not really going to care. Mm-hmm. So go on their website, sign the petitions, support the movement. If you can volunteer, great, volunteer. They they you know have you can do phone calls you can do email writing you could do letter writing you can you know reach out to the legislative the legislators in your state and try to convince them to get on board to have a convention of. you know there are so many things you could do to volunteer and make a difference again I had to go digging for that information right there's there's such suppression of information that you have to really be careful where you're getting your information and and a lot of times you have to dig for it. So I think people, you know, I think that's the whole reason I started my channel last year was because I wanted people to have a place to have information that the mainstream media is never going to cover, or they're going to cover it in a, very slanted light, Mm -hmm. um, or they're only going to cover part of the story, you know? So that's the whole reason I started my channel was Mm -hmm. because I couldn't, I couldn't stand the hypocrisy and the lack of information that was unbiased.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the end goal for me is start like my own website. Ultimately it's like, that's, I think that's the ultimate place you have to go is your own, your own website. And yeah, it's just, i don't think anything can be trusted and then just kind of as like a side note man how smart were the founding fathers when they said everyone should be able to own guns <laughs> like i mean uh, seriously the second when amendment you, yeah when you see when you see everything going on right now when you see censorship when you see covid camps i mean when you see the riots of last year 2020 i mean how much sense do you does it start to make you go oh you know i'm might not mind having a couple 30 round mags. <laughs> you start to see how on a on a knife's edge society is balanced.
0: Well, that's I mean, I always say this. Our founding fathers put in the first amendment to the constitution our freedom of speech, right? That that is the cornerstone of any free society is that you can freely speak. Yeah. Right? You can exchange thoughts freely. And the second amendment is they put the right to own arms the insurance
1: program for the first
0: so well yeah yeah Yeah. and and freedom of religion is also and assembly is also in the first amendment and that's also getting crushed you know that's that's another that's another show that we could talk about but that's also getting crushed
1: no you know you could say that covid knocked out assembly and practicing religion right
0: well covid didn't the government did
1: well that did but yeah you get what I'm with
0: saying. the excuse of COVID.
1: with the excuse of COVID, i mean right. it, it's all it's all horseshit but i mean you know and they're and they're coming after number one with big tech sooner or later it's going to be handed in hands in your gun and at which point i don't think there's any other thing but to, you have to fight but hopefully it won't come to that and ironically enough this whole episode i mean i can't upload again until sunday I don't think I can upload this episode on YouTube because we talked about election fraud.
0: Well, it's not just that. They're just going to take it down because you're talking about free speech.
1: Well, that's the (laughs) thing. And that's the thing is like you can see real time. Let's say Rumble and BitChute didn't exist. And that's my only platform. You can see how that would affect the way I act. Self-censorship. I would go, well, shit, I can't put up this episode. That's right. Thankfully for BitChute and Rumble, I can look at those and go, okay, I can. So now it'll just be they're just going to start seeing on youtube it'll, it'll go from episode 378 to 380 it'll be like hey if you want to go see 379 go look on rumble and bit shoot that's right which i mean i do hope that the natural flood i do have hope in that that it will they there will be a, a quote almost like a brain drain from youtube to i think joe rogue i think that was the first uh, whole leak in the dam when he left his spotify um, yeah. Because a lot of people don't know this is it wasn't. Yes, he got a hundred million dollars, but it wasn't just that. He was saying that he was getting uh, he was getting messages, emails, or, or phone calls from executives at Google. Because early on, this about this time last year, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to have on this like virologist or this pandemic doctor," and they were saying, "You can't have him on. You can't have him on. You can't." They were saying which doctors he could have on, and they said, "We're going to pull your channel otherwise." And he said oh, yeah. that's the first time he was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So, hopefully, that was the beginning of the flood, and um, I think we just have to keep hammering away because they wouldn't censor and they wouldn't manipulate information if they didn't have to. If they were truly in charge, like it's kind of like if right. you have to say you're the king, then you're not the king. Like right. raw power doesn't need to defend itself; it just yep. is. The fact that they are censoring that goes to show you the whole thing is a charade the whole thing is a facade very you know I'll give credit where credit's due you have to respect your enemy Very, it's a very well woven tapestry of lies and they have this facade of ultimate power and they'll shadow ban you and censor you but they wouldn't do that if they didn't have to and I think what we're going to start to realize yeah. is it's kind of like the mouse in front of the, the flashlight and it's the, it looks like a monster on the wall mm-hmm. so to keep fighting and keep doing it but I would definitely, would definitely love to have you back on.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You know, I will end with this. I, I, What you're saying reminds me of, you know, Game of Thrones, where, you know, the line of uh, when you cut out a man's tongue, um, you're not telling the world that he's a liar, right? You're telling the world you don't want it, yeah. and them to hear what he has to say.
1: You just make the world curious as to what he had to say.
0: Right? It's, so so true it's and that's that's the bottom line with censorship if they're pulling stuff down they're pulling down you know your episodes they've already so far taken down three of my shows you know it's it's just because they don't want the truth and and opposition to their agenda getting out to people that's the bottom line don't look at this
1: you can't look over here and it's like well, That's now, right. Now I kind of, you know, it's, you know, what got me to listen to Eminem in like seventh grade was like my parents saying, don't listen to Eminem. I was like, <laughs> I, was, like <laughs> I didn't know who that is. But now, actually, I think I was in fourth grade. They were like, you can, my mom's like, you cannot listen to him. And I was like, well, now I'm curious as to who Slim Shady exactly. really is. I didn't care exactly. before that.
0: And then I was, like, now, now I want to listen to it because yeah, you told me not to.
1: <laughs> yeah. and I, I love Eminem. But like the, the whole, I think it exists though, you know, when when I put up an episode and it's, 370 is banned I mean I get more people going to that than any other video on other websites because they're like that's well, interesting they're like See? what was banned they're like what, what was banned you know if I can have on every guest under the sun but you can't listen to that one well man that's it's too dangerous for you guys to listen that's to that's right so, that's right yeah and I also always recommend I say I recommend that you don't go watch it you know because it's it's dangerous that's <laughs> so right. yeah so but Good I, PR. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, I don't know if you can handle this one, man. Are you sure? You better buckle <laughs> you handle up. You, the better, you better have a couple of shots of whiskey because I don't know if you can. And then they go and watch it, and they realize just how boring it is. And it's just they're like, why was this band? Uh, it's it's the Streisand effect. But let's wrap this one up. Thank you so much for coming on uh, your show.
0: Yes, thank All, you for having me, Tommy. great show, talking All to you. Things
1: Lawyer. Yeah, you as well. Your show, All Things Lawyer. I'll put that in the description. Stick it in the top. Well, I, I can't stick you in any comments until I'm back on YouTube. So it'll be up on Rumble and BidShoot, and I'll link it. Uh, Yeah, go subscribe, go follow, go watch, and um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll text you and let's definitely do another episode because there's still a lot. Absolutely, of, there's still a lot I'd like to talk about.
0: Absolutely, that's terrific.
1: All right, thank you. So Sounds much. good. All right, all
0: right. Have a great day.
1: You as well. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye.